May we find ourselves to be in Christ's healing and transformative presence. Amen. Friends, here we are again, gathered to worship within a week of another awful act of violence in our country. And even though you have perhaps been inundated with images and news and social media discussions about what happened in Las Vegas Sunday night, I'm going to address it here while we are together as a faith community. Because I think here we can go deeper, and here we can seek personal and communal societal healing and transformation in ways that the world's sound bites often fall short. That said, if today you cannot take more conversation about the carnage, or if your children are still in the pew and you'd rather they not sit through this, You are welcome to step out or go downstairs and join the children's programming for the next 10 minutes or so. I do not know what kind of brokenness in Stephen Paddock caused him to stockpile assault weapons and use them to attack a crowd of innocent people. Humans sometimes want to destroy other humans. It's not a new problem. It's why Jesus came and it's how Jesus died. We know this, and yet we still live in a society in which the desire to destroy, which ought itself to be destroyed, has instead led to the invention of weapons whose sole purpose is to kill as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. This is not political. I will not enter into a Second Amendment debate from up here, but it needs to be said that the creation, manufacturing, sale, and use of tools meant to kill humans should make us weep. Along with the God who made us, who we worship, who is weeping. It is an age-old problem, one that the inventions of modernity have exacerbated, but one that has always been problematic in the eyes of God and of God's people. Our Exodus story today tells us that God saw our violent inclinations pretty early on, and gave us some basic guidelines to live by, including thou shalt not murder. It needed to be said 4,000 years ago, and it needs to be said now. Somehow, it is still not obvious enough to humankind as a whole. Our stories tell us that Jesus had his own set of teaching stories Parables, And today's parable tells us of the murder of a landowner's son, a murder motivated by greed. It's a story that alludes to what happened to Jesus, perhaps. 
We humans keep hearing that murder happens and that murder is wrong. You'd think it would be history by now. And yet, and yet, when we saw the news Monday morning and saw another mass murder, we were shocked. Yes, we grieved. Yes. But were we surprised? I wasn't. On Tuesday, the clergy of this diocese gathered for our annual clergy day, and at noon we joined with people all over the nation in holding a moment of silence for the victims. With the rapid-fire sound of firearms still ringing in my ears from watching the awful footage of this terrible event, I stood in silence with a couple hundred other priests and deacons, and then a bell rang out through the silence, slow and steady, 59 times, one bell for each life lost. And when on that day we were given an opportunity to speak in small groups about how to be the church after yet Another act of violence, one priest just said, we don't know what to do. I don't think that God knows what to do. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. But we do have to keep going Keep breathing, keep gathering, keep praying, and keep trying something. We have to keep seeking and living into the good news. Which is hard. Because senseless violence makes us feel so wrapped in bad news and so very helpless, doesn't it? We grieve for the dead. We grieve the loss of our sense of security for ourselves and for our children. But what is there beyond the grief? Beyond the grief, we choose one of two paths. One choice is the one we don't actively choose in general. It just tends to happen when we're not mindful of it. Maybe we criticize other people's ways of coping, their opinions, or their perceived lack of effectiveness. We commit small acts of destructive apathy as we disregard other people, or as we begin to live as if Los Angeles, Pulse, Newtown, Dorchester never happened. The violence, division, and indifference can grow through our lives. We become the chief priests and the Pharisees in today's gospel whose inability to see and engage God's love in this world catches up with them. The schizophrenic messages of social media, the debates, the ability to just type in a message of thoughts and prayers and then go back to binge-watching on Netflix... All of these things are of the first path, and they keep us on the surface where we feel like we're basically safe, but completely ineffective 
in our desire to bring about change. Path number two is the active choice to go deeper. And to be the good news in the world. We see the good news in the radical love with which Jesus came to be with us, guided us, and gave up his life advocating for love. We see the good news in our modern day heroes who give to each other, help each other, offer love to strangers, and break down barriers. Our mandate, if we are to choose the second path, is to do likewise. Which means we have to find the courage to go deeper. The second path requires courage and thoughtfulness, vulnerability, and authentic prayer. Deep things. On Monday, amid debates around the value of saying that we are sending thoughts and prayers, Stephen Colbert said something very wise in support of our thoughts and prayers. He was in favor of thoughts about what we need to do to make a difference in this world and then prayers for the courage to do it. Being agents of real change and healing will require us to take deep risks, and that takes courage. But go deeper anyway. Deeper is where the grief might be unbearable. So don't go there alone. Take a friend. Take a companion. Take a community. We're right here. Take Christ with you. Go deeper where you can see the darkness of your own violence, temptations, deeper to the source of your own hatred toward others so that you can lift those things out of your life by the roots. Go deeper where you can see your deepest purpose as an agent of love sent here by God to spread love. Go deeper where you are motivated by gratitude and let your gratitude be contagious. Go deeper in here as we pray together, letting the music and words mean something to you or letting yourself ask questions about why we say what we say when we're together. Let the bread and wine and prayers send divine energy throughout your body, right to your fingertips and your toes, to your heart and your mind. Let the act of worshiping God make you want to keep serving God and all of God's creation when you walk through those doors and back out into the world to live your week. We have no way of knowing how many people, if any, standing in line at a coffee shop with the future Las Vegas shooter randomly bought him a cup of coffee or smiled at him on the street, or invited him into a conversation about the things in life that brought him joy, or the things in his life that were unbearably painful. We don't know if anyone ever told him that he was beloved. We don't know what acts of kindness came his way, or whether or not it would have made a difference. But we do know that every single one of us is hurting in some way. And that when we are in major pain, 
or wounded to the point of numbness, we tend to hurt others. Knowingly and unknowingly, in small ways and big ways, spontaneously or calculated. And we know that the antidote to pain is love and kindness and generosity towards one another. So what can we do? It's a good question. We can fight back against the violence by choosing that second path. By choosing to live lives of generosity in response to the life we've been given. Lives in which we walk around courageously offering loving kindness to those we meet. Those we know well and those we've never seen before. And the kindness we offer, the gratitude we express, the gifts we give, the love we unleash on this world, not only heals our world, it also brings us deeper, personally and communally. The loving action we choose each day brings us deeper into Christ's love, which is where true healing and transformation takes place. Amen.